welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 390, recorded live on Saturday, December 13th, 2014, and here are your hosts. The man who wanted me to freeze Girl Scout cookies last week, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who's come back with his report, Andy Lowe. Hi. You tried it. Yes, um, as those who listened to last week's episode, um, I partway through was trying to hunt down some Girl Scout cookies, could not find any, but then later Kate uh, was able to grab them and put them in the freezer. So I let them sit there for a while. How long? A couple hours. Okay. Not sure how long you're supposed to freeze cookies for. Well, I mean, however long it takes for them to be frozen. Right. So then I got the frozen cookie. This was the peanut butter whatever cookie, right? Yes, the right? peanut butter patties, or the tag-alongs for those who are horrible people. Okay. And um, it was a cold cookie. <laughs> okay. It, it was extremely crunchy. Yes. Because everything was frozen. Was the peanut butter crunchy? Yes. Okay. So it was the peanut butter patty, just cold. And then I uh, went on to eat almost the entire box. <laughs> All right, so the report is not worth freezing them. No, it's like, okay, the, it's a cookie, and it's cold. I, I like the fact that you then went on to eat almost the entire box. Well, as they warmed up, they just became regular peanut butter patties, and I'm like, oh, yes, please, thank you. Wait, you froze the entire box? Yes. I had meant just, like, freeze one or two. No, we, we literally just took the box. You took the box and threw it in the freezer. Yes. You know, I guess that would be a good way to slow down eating them. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> It'll like, be- oh, it's a cold cookie. I'll have another. It's one of those things where it's like you, you will eat the box of Girl Scout was, cookies. Was, so for the, the length of time it took you to eat the box of cookies, was there a point at which, you know, because it, it warmed up and it thawed, which one was the best? Was there some middle ground between like room temperature and cold that was actually better than room temperature? No. So just room temperature. It, the, the peanut butter, I love peanut butter patties as I, you know, have ate the entire box. Well, almost. Sorry. I think there was like one or two left. How did you not feel sick afterwards? I don't know. I also, you know, can eat anything. I just eat things. Okay. All the time. Okay. Midnight snack, bowl of pastaroni. Like the entire box of pastaroni in one bowl. You, you realize some of our listeners hate us for that, right? Yes, yes, they do. Oh. My apologies. But yes, I, I ate the entire box of Girl Scout cookies, and I say putting it in the freezer just delayed the eating of the Girl Scout cookies. That was it. It did but not. That's a good thing, right? It, it did, delayed. It did not the add to the experience of eating the Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> there was no benefit to it. No. Now, let me say this. If it was, you know, like 90 some odd degrees outside, maybe there might have been a benefit having like a nice cool cookie on a hot day. Maybe that might be something. I'm not sure. But the coldness outside did not complement the coolness of the cookie. No. Just having the cookie while sitting in a room temperature room. So then here's the other question. What about the other? You know, there's got to be a maximum relative temperature. Because when you start putting the cookies and warming them up, I mean, the chocolate's going to melt. I feel like the chocolate already starts to melt when I'm holding it in my hand. Yes. Body temperature can melt chocolate. So I feel like the, the, the... when you increase the temperature of the cookie, you could only increase it so far before it just becomes a chocolatey mess. Right. So there is a maximum temperature. There is a minimum temperature. You know, what's the best? Is it worth it? You know, maybe it's worth it to put the cookies in like the microwave for five seconds. Oh, like with a donut? Yeah. I'm not sure. I would not recommend doing it with the whole box. No, I don't want to put the whole box in the microwave. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Sorry. Uh, Uh, Entirely off topic, but my Google Drive just switched over. Just switched over to what? The new Google Drive. Oh, cool. How do you know if it's the new Google Drive or not? Because it just had a little message that popped up and said, hey, welcome to the new Google Drive. Okay. I think I had that a couple months ago. Um, But I'm not sure if that's the 
new new Google Drive or if it's like an older new Google like whatever I've lost track at this point. I just decided to leave it because that was a little mm, a little jarring. Yeah, the new one is the one that has like the activity on the right. I I don't know. It was it, says, it was okay. a lot of squares filled with little tiny writing because all of my Google Docs, you know, are word typed things. So it's like I I can't tell what I'm looking at. It's just a bunch oh. of squiggly lines. Oh, you can you can turn it into a list. Oh, well, I've already left it. Oh well, you wanna you wanna change it. It's actually pretty nice, but you can yeah you can turn it back into the list. All right, I'll deal with that later. Okay. So, Dave, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. I got to play two different Pathfinder games. Nice. And you still need to send out that email? To? Pathfinder. To? The play-by-email group. Ah. Well, I actually just got a response from uh, Wheeler. Yeah? So. About what? Well, his thoughts on the idea. What idea? The the play by email. Okay. What wait? What are we talking about? I'm talking about the one that we had started. Yes. A year and a half ago. Yes. Which Actually, one are you talking about? It was about a year ago because I do believe I think I started it right at the start of the new year. What? Are you, which one are you talking about? The same one. Okay. But I didn't say anything about sending out another email. Right. I'm saying that you need to actually continue the story. Ah. Well, that's why I sent an email to Wheelers to try and flesh out the story a little bit. Ah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah. I don't know what else. Let's see. 12, 18, Other than that, 12. my week was pretty pretty standard. Mm. What about you? Got a whole bunch of brand new hardware at work. Cool. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm, deciding, I'm probably not going to do it, though, until the, after the new year because holidays. Yes. Yes, holidays. Because holidays. Well, think about it. Next week is a normal week, and then it's just literally two weeks of just chaos because you got half weeks, and then you're off for a couple days, and then I got to come back for Friday, and then I got a couple days, and then I'm off, and then I come back for Friday. Yeah. Next year's going to be so nice, though, because Christmas and New Year's Day are on Fridays. Yes. That's going to be so much better. Because then you don't have to keep coming back. Yeah. For Friday. Yeah. So. Yeah. Topics. Sure. Uh, Sony had their PlayStation event. Sony had a PlayStation event? Yeah, they had their, their annual, like, PlayStation, hey, look at all the cool stuff we're doing event. Okay. And they announced not, uh, like, nothing groundbreaking. Okay. It's not like, hey, look, here's the new PS4 Slim, which, you know, it'll eventually get announced. Yeah. What they did announce was a bunch of stuff that Square Enix was doing, and one of which was... One of Square Enix's kind of top guys on the stage saying, uh, we, we wanted to do something really special for PS4. We wanted to do something amazing. And so here's Final Fantasy VII. What? And they cut to a video. Yeah. And it's like, relive the masterpiece, et cetera, et cetera. And it's the PC port of Final Fantasy VII <laughs> ported to the PlayStation 4. And... <laughs> There's, like, people were going nuts. People were going, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then they started showing, like, videos of it, and the audience just went dead. Like, you, if you scroll down, there's actually pictures from it on the link that I posted. That's, wow, that's that's the original Final Fantasy VII. Yep. That, oh, man, that's, uh... <laughs> and people are just like, uh, uh, oh. That was not me. That was me. I'm just announcing that for those who heard it. That was me. Mine's on silent. That was my tablet. Oh, you're my kidding. phone's on silent. You have a tablet? Yes. I don't remember that. I have a Nexus 7. Oh. We reviewed it. I thought we reviewed it. I, I don't believe so. Well, that feels like a silly thing on my part. I should have reviewed that a long time ago. Hold on, let's check. Got the random review list. I actually just updated it. Next. And and I can't spell. No, no, no. Not that part. N-E-X. X. Nothing. Wow. I guess I know what I'm reviewing next week. Fail on your part, Dave. Yeah. No, I probably won't review it because it's, it's so old at this point. This is like the first gen Nexus 7. Wow. 
super fail on your part then. Yep. Hmm. So Sony is re-releasing, excuse me, the same Final Fantasy VII, the PC port. And by Sony, I mean Square Enix. It's just silly. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm not going to buy it, just so we're clear. Yeah, (laughs) really? You are not going to buy a Final Fantasy? No, no, I'm not going to buy a Final Fantasy remake that really isn't a remake. It's just a report on a console that I do I, not own. I go back and I make my statement again. You're, you're, yeah, really, you're not going to buy a Final Fantasy. I know. Surprising, isn't it? Surprise, surprise. That said, Andy. Yes? Have you tried any of the Final Fantasy Tactics games? No. Because they're not actually Final Fantasy games. Oh? Like, they're not RPGs. They're tactics. They're, uh, I mean, you you still have characters and they gain levels, but it's, it's not like I explore this open world and do story. It's here's like a, a five minute story segment. Now have a fight of uh, positioning characters with different abilities. It's almost like a tower defense, but a little more free form where you can move your towers. Um, OK, so my thought on that is. Oh, OK, let's put this into perspective. Remember how we were talking about Puzzle Quest? Yep. And how the game was actually somewhat interesting. There was variety, but there was also a little bit of a story to understand what was going on. Yep. And then we get to Puzzle Quest 2. Yep. Which I don't know what the hell the story is. Yep. It just seems to be fight after fight after fight after fight. And I haven't touched that game in a while now because it's... I don't think that translates over to tactics. Because of why? Because tactics actually has much more of it. Tactics would be closer to Puzzle Quest 1. Okay. Then I might be interested. Okay. Maybe. Okay. In any case, Microsoft... Yes? ...had a good November. Oh? ...as compared to Sony. There were more Xbox Ones sold in November than PlayStation's 4. PlayStation 4's... Or PlayStation's 4. I guess it would actually be PlayStation's 4. No, no, it wouldn't. No? PlayStation 4 is a box. You have multiple boxes. You have multiple PlayStation 4s. Attorney General is one person, but it's Attorney's General. The S does not go on the adjective. I am going to look up Attorney General's. It is Attorney's General and Surgeon's General. Current Attorney's General. Wow, that is weird. Damn English language. So confusing sometimes. Laura is saying that PlayStations 4 would be saying four PlayStations. So I I guess it's PlayStation 4s. That would be four original PlayStations, by the way. (laughs) Which turned 20 this year, right? Yeah. Did you see the uh, PlayStation 4 retro version that they were announcing? Yes. In that original old school gray. Awesome. With that little blue line that mimics the discs. That looks awesome. I love that. When you could actually just pick up a random disc and just like flip it over and be like, oh, it's a PS2 disc. Oh, it's a regular PlayStation disc. Because it was black versus not. Yeah. Original PlayStations were blue. PlayStation 2 were black. Original PlayStation games had a blue backing? Yeah. I don't remember that. I think so. Or is it the other way around? I thought they were just CDs. PlayStation 2 was definitely a black back. But PlayStation discs were just CDs, I thought. There is a squirrel in my yard that I can see from this window. Not like oh, okay. Be PlayStation games that are on CD were blue. Okay. Black were DVD games. And those were PlayStation 2. Yes. Because PlayStation couldn't play DVDs. No. Because the technology didn't exist. No, no, it did not. So there we go. That's that's the answer. All right. So my question is, how much of this Xbox One outselling the PlayStation was due to, I don't even want to call it Black Friday anymore. It was like Black Week. Thanksgiving shopping. Thanks, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do it that. Thanksgiving shopping. Let's just call it Thanksgiving much. shopping. Okay. Well, yes, but wouldn't you expect a bunch of PS4s to also be in the Thanksgiving shopping? What PS4 sales were out there? I have no idea. I didn't look. Black Friday 2014, best gaming deals for the PS4, PlayStation 4 bundled, um, Grand Theft Auto 5, and The Last of Us for 400. Okay. 
or you could get Xbox 360 with... No, that's Xbox 360, sorry. Xbox One, Assassin's Creed Unity, and Black Flag for 329 Or you could get it at Target and get a $50 Target gift card. So that, that I think the price difference might be what it is. 329 plus a $50 Target gift card for an Xbox One plus the, a new game. Granted, Black Flag is old. But no, I think that might have been the Thanksgiving shopping. Well, I mean, the increase in sales was Thanksgiving shopping. Yes. But so this is the first time in a yeah. long time that it's finally outsold. It's the, the first time since they've both been out. Ouch. To my knowledge. That's, so, yeah. I guess that's a good thing. Well, it's good for Microsoft. True. It's about time. Oh, and I stare at my Xbox 360 and think, when's the last time I turned you on? I don't know. Uh, when's the last time I turned on my 360? It's in the basement. <laughs> Is it even hooked up? No. Wow. It's... I don't, I don't, yeah, no, it's just sitting down there. I think I played Rock Band. I know I've turned it on in the last year because I've turned it on in the house. Okay. Probably like seven months ago. Sounds about right. That is uh, something. Yep. All right. Let's speaking move on. Of, I think we're, video we're both games, dead though. on that topic. So there's a guy who's got a kid. Okay. Following so far. Guy with kid. Yes. Uh, what he wanted to do. Wait, wait, wait. Single guy? No, married, married guy. guy. With kid. With kid. Kids? No, just one. Okay. He wanted to run experiments on his kid. Uh... Yes. Okay, so first off, the wife vetoed any potentially harmful but funny life-altering scenarios because he wanted to basically... Ethically ambiguous? <laughs> yeah. So, what he did do, though, uh, kid was born in 2004. Yeah. He had his kid play through video game history in chronological order. Okay. So, on his fourth birthday, he gave him... A Pac-Man plug-and-play TV game with, you know, Pac-Man, three Pac-Man sequels, Rally X, Dig Dug, a couple other games. So, you know, 1979, 1980s games. Yeah. And turns out the kid was actually uh, pretty good. Okay. So how did they keep this kid away from, like, seeing games at his friends? Well, I, I highly doubt that you'd be able to do that. But at least at home, he had him playing video games in chronological order. Like, okay, after that, and... Uh, Four and a half year old, he got him an NES and started playing through Mega Man 2. Oh god, such a hard game. Uh, see, he finished all six Mega Man games. Uh, he just finished Super Mario's World 1 in its entirety by himself. He's only five. Beat Zelda at six. The entirety? Yeah. That's really impressive. You would to, like, map that thing out. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the second quest, um, he needed some help on that mapping section, which I still have not played Zelda. I, fe I am fearful of that, because I feel like I would want to play that with just, you know, pen and paper. I, I, I think I've mentioned to you, you really should do that. Yes, I know. And you should stream it. <sighs> Grumpy old man plays video game. Well, except I'm not old. Grumpy 30-year-old man. Plays old video games. Plays Zelda, having never played it before. Yeah. Using no walkthroughs, no guides, just you, the game, pen, and paper. Oh, jeez. And I think you just put a webcam on yourself, and you broadcast the game, and you ignore the chat. You do it for, like, half an hour or 45 minutes at a time, scheduled so that people know when to come to see it. I would be happy to help moderate. So that you could play and I would watch the chat and let you know if there's things that you need to see or hear. And that way you wouldn't see spoilers or advice. What do you think? I don't know. Come on. I will think about it. I've got a list of things that I want to do next year. I'm not sure if it will make that list, though. We could do it over Christmas. No, I'm good. Okay. Wow, this kid beat Splunky? Ooh. It's a tough game. Yeah. All right, so anyway, this kid's playing Zelda. That's where, that's where you left yeah. off. Sorry. So yeah. So he just keeps on every time he you know levels up. He moved on to the N64, collected all 120 stars on Super Mario 64, which props to him on that one. Mm -hmm. Then he jumped up to the 2000s. So he kind of skipped a bit of the the PS1 era. Okay. Played you know Shadow of the Colossus, Ico, Katamari. God, I can't believe he beat Splunky. That's Andy. Focus. 
I know. That's I'm still saying that's the, <laughs> this kid's got some serious gaming chops now. Yeah, I think that was the purpose of this. But keep yeah. going. So my thought is, what did you, uh, what did you, what do you think about this? If you had a child, would you want to start them out on an Atari Twenty Six Hundred? Yep. It was there was no thought on that one. You was, that was a gut reaction. That's because I've thought about this for uh, quite some time already. Ah, I, I had this idea as well, in the same way this guy had it uh, years ago. I'm sure many people have actually had this idea. So now, would you? What games would you require them to play before moving on to the next generation? Uh, oh, ooh. Like, what are the greatest hits? Starting from Atari? Yeah. Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Defender, and Tempest. No, uh... Oh, and Battlezone. No Pitfall? Nope. Maybe Centipede, Asteroids. But keep in mind, a lot of these games have no end. True. So... They would be just kind of the early training. Can you watch the screen? Can you move around? Can you use a controller? So that's the early arcade era. Dig Dug would also be in there. Then we would switch to... Oh, hang on. You you said um, Pitfall. What about what other ones would you suggest? Mm, Pitfall, Frogger, Pole Position was always fun. Um, I always loved Maze Craze. Mm-hmm. That one was a hoot and a half. Um, I'm not sure if I had a list of games in front of me, then I'd probably be able to pull one out. Okay, so sticking with consoles, moving to the NES era. Well, you got to do Zelda. Zelda, Metroid, Castlevania. Castlevania, Super Mario, all three of them. Yep. Mega Man. Uh, Probably just one or two of them. Okay. Maybe three and four. If if they liked that, then definitely all of them. Let's see, uh, <laughs> NES games. Final Fantasy, Dragon Warrior. I was gonna say Dragon Warrior, yeah. Oh. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh. Battletoads. <laughs> Merry this, Christmas. Here's Battletoads. This I'll is the era where I days. teach my child the frustration of video games and how to handle it properly. Here's Battletoads. Don't break anything. <laughs> Here's Battletoads. If you throw the controller, you never get to play video games again. Hmm. What other NES games? Oh, God. There was uh, the Back to the Future NES game was completely nah. ridiculous. Oh, nah. that was bad. Give him, you should give him Mission Impossible because the game is actually set up. If I remember correctly, you can't actually beat the game because there mm. is, there's a, there's a. Was there a bug? Yes. Oops. How did that get the Nintendo seal of approval? I don't know. I think it was Mission Impossible that had a, had a bug in the game. I'll have to research that more. Okay, so Super Nintendo. Uh, well. Or, oh, heck, Sega Genesis. We got to give him Sonic. Alex Kidd. Uh, there was a, oh god, I don't remember what it was called. Maybe a, a shoot 'em up, vertical scrolling shmup. Uh, so Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Toe Jam and Earl, Earthworm Jim, Golden Axe, yep. Echo the Dolphin. Yep. Oh, also Gauntlet for the NES. Ah, yes. Oh, Earthworm Jim. Yeah, Super NES. Super NES. Super Mario. Of course. Uh, Mario Kart. Metroid. Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Yes. Have you beaten that one? No. Uh, Andy! That's it. We are putting you... You know what you're going to be doing now? It's not just the first Zelda with pen and paper. You're going to do the entire Zelda series with pen and paper. Donkey Kong Country. Okay. Oh, uh, Star Fox. Do they need to do Star Fox on the SNES, or can that wait till the 64? You could probably wait till the 64 on that one. I think Star Fox 64 was was a little better. God, I just I just realized, like, Sega Genesis, like, I don't remember actually ever playing any of the Sega Genesis games. Did you have a Sega Genesis? No. Did you have friends with a Sega Genesis? I don't believe so. Then why would you have played Sega Genesis games? Excellent question. 
Oh, bust a move. Puzzle bubble. Yep. Same game. Yep. Okay. I think we can move on from this idea, though. Yes. No, it's, it's an interesting idea. Yeah. But the, I, I, I do believe, and I, I really, I may start urging you and reminding you, this concept of you broadcasting, you playing Legend of Zelda. All of them. Mm. Not one after the other. It doesn't have to be speed runs. You don't have to get, like, really insanely good at them. Just play them. Well, speaking of uh, video game history, we can't miss this one. The uh, passing of Ralph Bear. Yes. One of the fathers of video games. Yes. The man who created Magnavox Odyssey. Yep. And um, Simon. Yep. He works that, for Mattel, right? Yeah, that's like, I didn't even realize that one. He created Simon. Mm-hmm. God, that game. Is still selling. Yes, yes it is. That's how amazing it was. He also was still working into his 90s. I saw, while we were uh, picking topics, I saw a little three-minute video that uh, PBS had done on him. He's like, people ask me, how come I haven't retired? It's like, do you ever ask a painter, hey, why don't you retire? What are they going to do, paint? (laughs) That's awesome. What do you got to do when you retire? Paint? So I I continue to work. I just poke around the house and I invent things. What else has he invented? Oh, there was a bunch of toys that he was showing off that he had uh, invented for kids. Cool. Passed away. Mm Mm-hmm. 92 years old. One of the fathers of video games. I can probably say that this podcast would not be here if it was not for him. In a very roundabout way. Yeah, I mean, there were other things that were doing video games at the same time. True. We might still be here. Maybe, but he left an indelible mark on there with that Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what other video game news we got? Other video game news? Uh... Somebody modded Half-Life 2. To do what? Turn it into an RTS. Really? Yes. It is How called, does that work? It's called Lambda Wars, um, and it is free and standalone on Steam. I.e., you don't have to pay money, and you actually don't need to own Half-Life 2. That's cool. To play it. So it uses the Source engine? Yes. And it's an RTS? Yes, but it's Half-Life 2, so which that would actually seem interesting. It's one of those things where it, I've marked it to download it once I am uh, done recording. Half-Life, not Half-Life Two. No, it's Half-Life 2. Half-Life. Half-Life. Why would it be specifically Half-Life 2? Because it has the, the Striders and all of the Half-Life 2. Okay, but that's that's still the Half-Life universe. Yes, I know, but it's basically set in the, the world of Half-Life 2. Which is the same world as Half-Life. Yes, but it's in the modern era, well, the future, or whatever era Half-Life 2 is set in. Okay, the like 17 years after? Yes. Or is it in the intermediate time? I, I don't know. It's Is this like after the, the Cascade event, but before Freeman shows up again? That is an excellent question. One that I would find out once I play the game, which I have stated earlier saying, I'm going to set up to download it after we're done recording. Okay. Why would you do that when you, when you have to play through the Zelda games, Andy? Because... We didn't know have to play through the Zelda games until we started recording. This one is already set up in my Steam to download. It's paused. <laughs> Literally paused, waiting for me to stop recording so I can hit resume. So I feel like, by order of it being there first, it gets precedent. Okay. So, speaking of Steam. Yeah. Steam auctions. Steam auction only for, for the sale. Yes. Well, this is not a, like, permanent thing. No, it's leading up to the sale. Yeah. So you take all that crap that you got from trading in trading cards. Yep. Or, heck, trading cards themselves. Yep. And then you can turn them into gems. Yep. And, and then, then you, you can use, those... use the gems to bid on games and software. Yes. And it turns out already somebody had hacked the system. Yep. I was seeing people with, like, millions of gems. Which is quite surprising because some of that stuff there you could get maybe 80... G- I, I went through and got rid of a bunch of stuff that I wasn't using, and I am currently at 2,780 gems. I had 3,800. I need to work on some of my trading cards, because that's what I need to do. Yeah, I should probably just let the games idle and get the cards. 
the the question I have, so you've got this idea of you you get the cards. Yes. You get the items from turning in the cards. Yes. And then you can turn the items into gems and then yes. bid with the gems. Yes. It would be a risk, but would not if if I, I was looking at like the going rates of things. A lot of the items that you get are 80 gems. Yes. Cards go for eight gems. So if you were to buy the cards, turn them into items, and then turn the items into gems, and then bid with that, would you be money ahead? Assuming you won, right? It's an auction. Yes. It is possible that you are going to lose everything. Okay. Skip buying the cards. Just buy the items. Normally the items are what, like three cents, five cents, most of them? Are they? Yeah. Oh, God. Skip buying the cards. That's what I said. Skip buying Absolutely the cards. Absolutely skip buying the cards. Holy shit. Buy the items, three to, three to so five if, cents. If for I'm most... looking for like a $40 game and spend $20 on items. Okay, so let's just say you get, well, if you figure out which ones you can get the most um, money for, I can. there's some stuff there that's worth 100 gems. Selling price was right around... Three to five cents. So we'll just err on the caution of five cents. Point zero five five cents and gets you what a hundred gems. So hundred hundred gems by I'm, five I'm waiting cents. for you to do things. Okay, so each gem is worth approx or twenty gems per cent, right? Okay. Okay, so let's see. Let's just take Civ Beyond Earth is currently going for seventy thousand gems. So 70,100 70, actually right now. Divided by 20 gems per penny. Divide that by 100 to get dollars. $35.05 for, for, right for a $40 game. Okay. So yes, if you could, if you really wanted to buy... Oh geez, there's 100 copies of this thing remaining. Ho <laughs> oh. ho! Yep. So if you really wanted to, you could spend money, buy the gems, in order to get the game... Now, Keep in mind, that's the game as the price is right now. This is leading up to the winter sale. True. Where all the prices drop. So the question is, do you want to... Which reminds me, are you getting Beyond Earth? It's on my wish list. Okay. <laughs> that, okay. There are now, I think, 30 items on my wish list now. Maybe more. I'm actually going through that discovery queue once a day now. Yeah. Just to see what's up. But um, I so don't someone, know. but someone did manage to hack it. Did did Valve release any info of like how? No, but they have. They uh, have fixed it. They've fixed it. Yes. Yep. All the games that you have, uh, all games created by you have been returned. Oh, sorry. All gems created by you have been returned to your inventory. All gems purchased from the community market have been reimbursed. All previous auction bids have been canceled, and the auction has been reset. Anyone who traded away items in exchange for Steam Gems on the first day of bidding will receive a copy of Counter-Strike Global Offensive in their inventory. <laughs> so somebody, it must have been somehow trading with the gems that people were able to, you know, get millions of gems. Yeah. See, now this is, I would have been smart, been like, okay, just, you know, 100,000 gems maybe. That should get you a couple of games. Not, you know, making millions of gems. That one just, alarm bells will go off. So yeah, so the auction will be going on. Until the 18th, and then it's time for the Steam sale. Yay, Steam sale. So prepare now. Like I said, start putting everything on your wish list, because then you'll get those wonderful emails saying, hey, something on your wish list is uh, Is on sale. sale. Yeah. Yay. All right, what else we got going on? Uh, I don't know. What do we got going on? Um, You can buy a Gear VR headset from Samsung for $200. It only works with the Samsung Galaxy Note 4. So we buy a giant Note 4, and you can also buy another $200 VR headset, and then you too could be VR gaming. Woo! That sounds so exciting. Yeah. I am, uh, yeah, not excited. (laughs) But at least there's now consumer VR stuff out there outside of the Oculus Rift. Yeah, it's moving in the right direction. Yes. Uh, Microsoft, you can now pay with Bitcoin. Cool. For digital items, not actual physical goods. So you can't buy a Microsoft phone with Bitcoin. But but you can buy... Any digital download. Apps, games, music, and videos for your computer, phone, Xbox. Yeah, basically all the Microsoft hardware, anything that's digital you can buy now with Bitcoins. Cool. God, this made-up currency is just ridiculous. I know, it really is. 
I don't want it to be, you know, mainstream because it's made up. I want Microsoft then at this point to start uh, accepting Warcraft, World of Warcraft gold then for payment on items. Uh, There is a slight difference between WoW gold and Bitcoin. Okay, and what is that difference? There's a much stricter control on the amount of Bitcoin. And it's it's a little more internally regulated. I believe there's also a finite amount of Bitcoin. Yes, there is going to be a finite number of coins. So let's see what else we got going on. Comcast got sued. Yeah, I mean, aw. How come? Class action lawsuit about uh, how they turned everybody's uh, Wi-Fi home oh, routers, routers into, into hotspots. Yeah, public Wi-Fi hotspots. Because that's, you know, not totally insecure. Well, Comcast said, oh, yeah, you you can disable it. But they're like, well, no, we're suing because you automatically turned it on. We yeah. ha- you would have to physically go in there and opt out of it in order to turn it off. Now, are people just concerned because of the security or because they think that someone's using their limited bandwidth or what? Or the fact that the Wi-Fi router will now increase the energy consumption of their um, electricity. Oh, come on. Tests have showed that under heavy use, the secondary channel, which is the public Wi-Fi hotspot, adds 30 to 40 percent more cost to a customer's electricity bill than the mo- than the modem itself. Yeah, but when the modem is costing you 10 cents a year, you have a kilowatt. Yes, but I also don't have Comcast. Thank how, God. But, well, but go check your, your normal router and see how much energy it's using. Don't worry, I've already got that on a spreadsheet. Good, because otherwise you'd have to unplug to plug it in. Let's see, wireless router. 0.66 kilowatt hours, which equals approximately 5.4 kilowatt hours per 30 days. Kilowatt hour right now for us costs approximately... I haven't updated this sheet in a while. Um, this last time was 13 cents per kilowatt hour. So wireless router costs me $8 and 62 cents per year based off of data from two years ago. Okay. So call it 10 bucks. Yes. So this is costing people an extra $3 a year. Yes. Yeah. I'm not saying that the lawsuit, you know, isn't slightly frivolous, but still how many, okay. So $3 per year, how many Comcast subscribers are there? Yeah, but that's not Comcast making that money. No, but it's Comcast. It's Comcast. Technically, you're making money off of the Comcast is making money off of this because they can charge people to use the public Wi-Fi hotspots. Okay. So Comcast is making money off of this. You're spending money for Comcast to do this, and Comcast is not reimbursing you at all. So if Comcast paid for the power, maybe would people be okay with it then? I don't know, but that's that's part of the problem. Is they're saying, hey, this is. We're we're footing the bill for you to do this, and what are we getting at? This is not right. Okay. Sure. I'm all for Comcast getting sued, but I think that this is silly. I want Comcast to get sued, but for the right reasons. Yep. So Pirate Bay is down. Pirate Bay went down. Are they still down? They are still down. It's pretty serious, actually. I thought they were like, oh, yeah, it's we can be up again at any point. Well, the police raided their their stuff. So not so much. Pirate Bay down. Pirate Bay is still down. There are some other sites that are coming up that have the archive of Pirate Bay. So there's a, a website called Old Pirate Bay, for instance, but Pirate Bay is down. Wow, that's that's something, actually. Yep. Wow. It's, I, I don't know what to, to, to say about that other than Demonoid. Yeah, <laughs> Demonoid's still up Yep, for the most part. It's not as, you know... It does not have the breadth of items on it as Pirate Bay would, but... But it's still there. Yeah. Is Easy TV still up or no? Nope. Easy TV was taken down. God damn. Do you, do you typically use Easy TV? I have known about that site in the past. <laughs> I see. Okay. Uh, wow, what else God, we Pirate got Bay, then? That's surprising. That Pirate Bay and Easy TV both went down? Yeah. Hmm. Fitbit. Tell me yes. about Fitbit, Andy. Spe- uh, talking about courts. Okay. Uh, somebody was sued uh, about basically saying they falsified their personal injury claim. Yeah. And so the guy's uh, lawyer in the civil lawsuit basically used the man's Fitbit wristband as part of his defense. On which side? On the defense. 
which so somebody was, somebody sued him saying that the man uh, was basically falsifying his personal injury, and so and so the man was, used Fitbit to support his injury. Yes. Okay. So why is this saying it could land you in jail? That feels like clickbait. That title is a bit of clickbait. I just was um, thought it was interesting that people were actually using the data. Um, as basically to well then they could uh what happens if his fitbit data did not agree with what his current physical fitness state was that he had claimed uh-huh. then it could land people be like oh like we're gonna we're gonna serve a warrant for your fitbit data and since it's not protected under any sort of healthcare law they could probably um it's not hipaa nope so it's 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 your own. Somebody could get a warrant for my pedometry data off of my Gear Fit if they wanted to. What do you think about that? I feel like I feel like it's it's not that far of a step away from getting the GPS data on your phone. Okay. What do you feel about that? I feel like people don't understand the amount of data that they are currently collecting collecting for themselves. About themselves. Yep. I feel like, yes, there should be some sort of laws pertaining to the amount of data that somebody can um, collect on me without a warrant. But still, it's data from a wearable device is being used to prove or disprove a claim. That's that's a, that's slightly groundbreaking because I can't think of any other time that somebody had done that. Maybe there's... Well, we, we haven't had those sorts of devices. We haven't had that data. Uh, the closest that it would be would be if you had hired like a private eye to go watch someone. You know, I make a claim and say, oh, I, I've been injured. And then the person that I say injured me hires a private investigator to watch me. And that private investigator finds that, no, he's like out there playing racquetball and tennis. <laughs> Pretty sure he's not actually injured. That's admissible to court. Yes. So it's the same idea. Just in case you're wondering, Fitbit's private policy states that it will release data necessary to comply with law, regulation, or valid legal process. Okay. So it is currently in the terms of service for these devices that they will give up the information when asked. Yeah. So be aware. Granted, then, I wonder how long before somebody with the criminal intent uses their Fitbit saying, oh, no, I, I didn't do that. My Fitbit was in sleep mode. See, I was sleeping the entire time. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's a really valid defense no, tactic. No, it's not. Yeah, especially with this one, they had to compare the person's Fitbit data with other regular Fitbit users to say, yes, as you can see, the average person that we have taken of the sampling did X, Y, and Z. This person who was injured was only able to do less than that. Hmm. What if I just have, like, a desk job? <laughs> oh, some days I look at my step count and i'm like wow there's not much there and then then, other days you go running like tomorrow i have to go running for an hour with half of that at a speeded up tempo that's plus six miles per hour okay so what what are you expecting your step count to be probably uh steps yeah just from the run or including your normal run plus whatever else i do walking wise oh really yeah, I don't, I, outside of my running, I am pretty sedentary. Only 15, wow, okay. Well, let's see what I'm currently at right now. That's, that's a typical work day for me. History of my pedometer, yesterday, 6,371 steps. Day before that, 4,755. Then I went running, that's 11,350. <laughs> then I didn't go running, 6,228. 2,700, and that's the end of the history that it logs on my device. Uh, where's my steps per day? Daily steps. Today is zero because I haven't put my Fitbit on. But where's... How do I change the day? Log. No, not that kind of log. Where does it tell me what yesterday's were? I don't God know. Damn. Steps. There we go. Okay. Um, oh, wow. It's, I guess it's been a pretty slow couple weeks for me. I haven't done a lot of training, I guess. Uh, but 11,000, 11,000, then I didn't wear it for two days, 16,000. So all of those those five days would probably be somewhere in the high, well, between 11 and and. 
14,000. Uh, then the weekend, then 11,000, seven, five, five, four. Office days are looking around six or 7,000. Training days are close to 12 to 15,000. Wait, what are you training for? Andy, what's my job title? Something, something, something. I'm a trainer. Ah, oh. My training is very different than your training. Okay, sorry. I'm not training to do something. I'm training other people to do things. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right, should we... uh, Is there any other topics you want to hit before we move on to the randoms? I'm good. All right. Random review. Yes. I am reviewing Magic Plan, which sounds, yes, like a late-night infomercial item. <laughs> For five easy payments of thirty-two seventy-three, <laughs> Plus shipping and handling. Or sorry, no, it's, it's like processing and handling or now or something like that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Magic Plan, though, is um, a way of mapping floor plans without really having to do any measurements. So what you do is you would take your phone or tablet Install Magic Plan. You do a little bit of calibration first off. So you got to like print out a sheet of paper and do some calibrating photographs. And then you got to do some height calibration. So it kind of learns how you're holding the device. Uh, well, it learns about your phone's camera. It learns about your phone's camera and where your phone is in relation to you while you're using the device. Mm, no. No? It's nothing about the phone's relation to you. Oh. It's the phone's gyroscope. Okay, so it's learning about the gyroscope. Yeah. Sometimes it also wants to know about the room as well, especially if you're doing ceiling corners. But what you do is you stand in a room. We'll just say it's a random square. And you say, yes, I'd like to map out this room, please. And it's like, okay, point it at one of the corners of the room. So you point the phone at the corner of the room, and you hit a button, and it maps that corner. And then you go to the next corner, hit a button, maps that corner. And you do this all the way around the room. And when you're done, it goes, okay, Here's your room. And so, um, since I work in five different buildings, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I kind of am curious how the floor plan is laid out, especially since I'm trying to figure out, you know, where all the cable runs are. It's like, okay, this, this, this cable runs into this wall and goes this direction. Where does it end up? And I, I don't know. It's like maybe it ends up here, but I'm not sure. So I would, you know, love a floor plan so I can actually kind of like draw these things out going, okay, there's a run here, there's a run here, and there's a run here. All right. Okay. But I really didn't have any good software to do this. So Dave pointed out Magic Plan, which has become extremely helpful. And now it's not um, exactly precise yet, even though I've been doing this, you know, for many, many rooms, it's still off, but it's a pretty good estimate. Estimate. So if I if I was quick and dirty, I could probably knock out one of our offices probably in like an hour. That would be mapping out multiple, multiple rooms with non-square corners and all that other fun stuff. So that's that's pretty much magic plan. If I, I I'm trying to think of another reason why you would use this outside of um outside of trying to to map a floor plan for a business. I can't think of any though. Maybe if you were um. House shopping. If you were looking for a house, you could use Magic Plan to kind of come up with the the floor the floor plan for floor plan for a, a house that you're looking at without you know having to deal with all of the other items. Could that would be a pretty interesting use? Compare the floor plan. The one problem is though. Okay, so you've mapped out this floor plan and it's in your phone. Um, you cannot get it out of your phone unless you paint. buy the. If you buy the the full thing, yes. Which no, you, yeah. The 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 program is free. The full program is free. Um, but in order to get out the item, you have to pay either hundred dollars per year, ten dollars per month, or three dollars per building plan. Hmm. So it's it's a per use, really. Yes. Well, if I were a realtor, I'd definitely do it. If I were a home inspector, I'd probably do it. Because, I mean, do you know how cool that would be to be the home inspector who, among other things, with, like, the final report, also gives you the floor plan? And he's able to mark, okay, yeah, this is a load-bearing wall, this one is not, all those certain things. Yeah, that would mm-hmm. be interesting. Plus, I'll also give him a printout and a P- That's the other problem. Okay, so you get the, you get the JPEG and you get a PDF. Yeah. The problem is they automatically assume that your PDF is going to be an eight and a half by eleven. Oh, and I'm saying they're like, I'd like a bigger PDF, please. Nope. Eight and a half by eleven. Eight and a half by eleven. Have you contacted the developers? Not yet about this because they also have they also give it in DXF format, which is a lot of sort of like a CAD CAM AutoCAD sort of okay stuff. 
So I so could import into that, but then I haven't, that. I haven't looked into that yet. But yes, magic plan. If you want to map out something for some reason and you don't, I, I still carry around a tape measure and a uh, ultrasound distance measurer just to kind of see if it's even in the ballpark. Yeah. Because sometimes uh, when I'm mapping ceiling corners, if the ceiling is less than um, seven feet tall, it kind of freaks out a little bit. <laughs> Oops. So, like I said, but is so that but that's a ceiling plan. I mean, as far as the floor plan, how does it do? It's pretty close. It gets closer the more times you use it. But I have had to. I basically map out the room and then I measure two walls precisely with the tape measure and everything and then I lock those in and then it kind of is able to shift the rest of the room accordingly. I'd like to be able to modify once it's in there. Oh yeah, you can do that. You can you can if you if you've mapped out the room and like one well, time I, I mean, mapped like, out a room easily modify because it's it's really not that easy to do. That is true. Yeah, it's about three menus in there. It's like, yes, here's a room. Yes, I'd like to edit this room. Yes, I'd like to edit this wall. But then editing that wall, like even that is still, you know, if, if I had something where like, here's the plan that's in the phone, and then I touch a corner, and then I take another picture of that corner, the phone should then know where I am in the room, right? How so? Because it knows what angle the phone is v- using to view the corner. And maybe you need two reference points, so that's fine. You touch a corner, you take a picture, you touch another corner, you take another picture. The phone should know where it is now. So I should be able to then go in and, like, redo sections. That would be nice, because there's sometimes it's just like, no, I, I gotta manually do it. Right. Al- you know, also, if, if the phone puts it at an angle and it's not actually at an angle... Yeah, that is that is slightly annoying. Um, it's also, I always hate when I accidentally move a room, when I'm trying to, you know, move around the screen on my phone. Yep. It's like, no, damn it, I just had that all matched up and lined up everything. Now I got to go and muck around with that thing. So are, are there improvements? Yes, yes, there can be improvements for this. I'm yep. also curious to see how this works out with Project Tango, which is Google's way of mapping interior spaces. Isn't that what they did with the Connect early on? Basically, yeah. Like you could walk around and it would generate a real-time map. So free software? Yes. Until you need to actually export it. Yes. Okay. Side note, SketchUp can actually handle DXF files as well. So Is SketchUp free? I do believe SketchUp is free. Uh, That's Google's uh, thing, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. So, random topic? Random topic. World ahead of time. Dave is not pleased with this random topic. No. But it is Common Core Math. Specifically math. Yes, specifically. Not just common core, but no. common core math. Yes, specifically common core math. Who posted this topic? Nobody you know. It's one of our listeners. Which My guess is probably through PAX. They want to hear about common core math. Common core math. My guess is because A, you being a math teacher. Yeah. Why do they want common core math? I, I don't understand what the hell common core math is. Do you remember new math? No. There's new math. Oh, God. All right. So common core math. Yes. Is the new style and techniques of teaching there. It is. It is called teaching the common core. Um, It is the the kind of standard package that states are now requiring their schools to do. So when we were in high school, there were certain things that we had to be taught. They were required. Things like in geometry, you have to know this. You have to be able to do that. You have to understand this. Those were things that we had to know, right? When you were in geometry, you learned that uh, the sum of the exterior angles of a regular polygon or any closed polygon is 360 degrees. Yes. You might not remember that, but you learned it. Common Core is the same idea of we are going to require that you learn things. Okay, whatever. That's how schools have been for a long time. Common Core is also a set of techniques that they want them to learn. So if you, uh, let me see if I can remember what one of them's called. It's like box multiplication. Yeah, if you go and you, you look up box multiplication, that's an example of something that they've been doing with Common Core. Box multiplication, okay. Oh, that's something. Yeah. Use the box method to find 55 times 16. So you do 50, 5, 10, 6. And then, and then, then you multiply those up. together because those are easier to multiply. So five, uh, 50 times 10 is 500. 50, uh, 5 times 10 is 50. And when you add those together, it's 
550. 50 times 6 is 300. 5 times 6 is 30. Add them together is 330. And then you add those together and you get 880. Yay! <laughs> or the, uh, the jump method for subtraction, for addition and subtraction. How far apart are 22 and 87? That's at uh, 55. Right. So how do you do it? Well, uh, 22... I want to get up to 87, so I'll add 8, because that makes it 30. Okay. And then I just add 10s until I get to 80, so that's 5 10s. And then I want to get back to, what did I say, 87? Yes. So I add another 7. Or I could just, you know, go from 22 up to 82, which is 50, and then... Uh, 22 to 82? Yes. It's not 50. Sorry, that's 60, isn't it? There you go. 87 it, minus no, it's 20, 60. It's 65, not 55. Yeah, 60, 87 minus 22. Yeah. Sorry. Did I do 82, 27, maybe? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Know. But regardless, like, cares? that's... It, why? I don't get it. I'm not happy with Common Core. I'm not happy with the techniques. I, I think that we're continuously moving backwards in our mathematics education. I think we are removing the fun from math. I just want to know whose idea was it that this is the standard? Is there a board behind Common Core? or? Yeah, yeah. Theoretically, it was a team of experts. Well, who are these experts? I don't know. Understanding how the Common Core was created. All right, process. Development process. State leaders, including governors and state commissioners of education from 48 states, two yeah. territories. In, uh, yeah. So you start bringing governors into that. And, and directors of education who may not have been teachers for the last 20 years. Yes. Yeah. Oh, politics. Like I said, all you can do is bitch. When did you say that? I said it in the IRC yesterday. Oh, okay. Probably were not in at the time. I was not. What client are you using for IRC? XChat. XChat? Yeah, I used to use XChat 2, which was a split off of XChat, which actually cost money. But XChat 2 was a bra- it was a fork of it, basically. And HexChat is a fork of that? Yeah, because the guy stopped working with XChat 2. So somebody else took XChat 2, upgraded it to work on modern systems, and called it HexChat. Okay, and that's that's a good way to do it? Yeah. I've well, been using Mibit, and the problem with that is I need to leave the computer on, I le- need to leave the browser open. Well, HexChat's entirely open source, and it's also, I think it's, I think it's GPL. Um, I really don't care about the license. Well, when you start working with commercial stuff there, I don't want to have anything on any of my computers that isn't supposed to be there for work. Okay. So HexChat being, you know, um, open source, and under the GPL license, I'm able to use. Plus, there's a lot of uh, scripting you can do with that, because it, it takes, I think you can do Perl and a couple other things. But that is neither here nor there. It's common common core math. It's a different way of doing math. It's not what we learned. It's going to be interesting when we have kids. Kate is is currently staring at me petting a Tribble. What? Yes. Why does Kate have a Tribble? She got it for her birthday. Aw. Happy birthday, Kate. Yes, it is the 2014 model Tribble. Okay. Also, warning, keep out of reach of Klingons, according to the box. Cute. Yeah. Adorable. I thought about getting a Tribble for Laz. I think he would enjoy it. As he slowly ate it all? Yes. Especially if it squeaked or or did the triple cooing and purring as he bit down into it. Hmm. I don't know. So Common Core Math, anything else you want to leave it on other than... No. It's stupid? Yes. Okay. All right, well, I, uh, I guess that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.